Right, here we are back again in Grump's Bar, and I hope Listenerland has been treating you well. Uh, maybe we should stop saying Listenerland. It's it's getting a bit sad now. No, people like that. People like that. The the floods have left on it. People stop me in the street and say, "I am part of Listenerland. Thank you for talking about us." No, they don't. No, they Obviously, don't. they don't. But I mean, I, the acting then really sold it for me. I thought for a minute, they, oh, <laughs> no, but somebody did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm in Listenerland. Yeah, I like that. Oh. What was that? Well, I wonder somebody we know. I've not mentioned his name again. We're always mentioning his name. All oh, right. Harold Shipman. Harold Shipman. It's not Gary Glitter again, is it? No. Joe Bonamassa? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. All right, so it's... what's happening today then? What's going down? What's going down? In fact, should we just should we cover a little bit of news? Well, uh, this is sort of news because I've only read it this week and I wondered if you two had heard about it because I've never read this before. What, that it snowed? <laughs> Sorry? That it snowed? <laughs> no, that there's weather outside. No, I, I was reading something and it got onto this. It's called the Death Clause. Has anybody, it's what some record companies insure their artists uh, and it's, it's commonly referred to as a Death Clause. And what they do is they insure them if... They die, basically, and they can't fulfil their obligations. And what it entitles the record company to, to it is the estate of the artist or artists cannot then claim against the record company for any future revenue, you know, royalties and things like that. I believe I read it right, and it said that Kurt Cobain had one. Now, whether he intended to have one or whether he just got roped into it because, and they saw him as a bit of a... A, a, a liability. Well, he did have a, a failed attempt. A failed attempt for you yeah. before, didn't he? Yeah, it was in Italy or something like that. Sorry? I think it was in Italy on tour. Or something. Uh, it was somewhere on Europe, weren't it? I, was, yeah. I thought it was Paris, but you might be right with Italy. I think, anyway, no, not that it matters. Details. Uh, devil for, devil's in the detail, though, Louis. Mm. So, yeah, and apparently this, this, this clause, this insurance clause, so what they do is they insure their, their, their artists for 10 times their value or their. their uh, recording right value and Kurt Cobain now if this is true they're reaping millions uh, billions from him who exactly though the record company the record company yeah wow yeah. it's just another the way really it's just another way to screw them then the death clause also known as performing or failure to perform clause so if you said to your record company Wayne right I'm not I'm I'm not. I'm not going to record for you anymore. I'm not going to go out and gig for you anymore. You know, like they all have this rebel against the record company at some stage, like Prince did. Mm. But they have to fulfil their contract, or else they get sued. Well, this is why, because they have this failure to perform a clause in their insurance contract, uh, and it uh, it's it's not common, but it, it's not widespread. But it, it does. It is out there. It it is out there, and, and there's quite a few got it. It's a basic insurance policy. Right. It's no rights to claim against anything. It sounds like it's just. It sounds like it's just another way to screw them. Well, yeah, probably. Or it's it's another way to keep them into in control. Because if you said to your record company, uh, "I'm sick of you. I'm getting no royalties from you. I'm getting no money. I'm just getting asshole. I'm not going to do that gig on Saturday," and they'll say, "Okay, you sign this contract that says failure to perform, we'll sue you." We'll take all rights of to, to your future, all, of all your money's away from you. Mind you, though, saying that, they're, um, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a grey area, though. It's a dark area. What's what? the last person to write about this in a book? Suddenly died. Dun, dun, dun. Saying that, though, 
you know, artists can be a bit temperamental and a bit uh, melodramatic. Oh, I'm not going on stage, you know. So yeah. it's probably like if they're selling, if they're selling an arena full of tickets, and then an artist says, "Oh, I'm not going to go on stage tonight because um, I've fallen well, out with my brother." Yeah, so I've yeah. only got I've only got 14 so, tulips in my flower yeah. jar. It's a it is a business. Well, it's not a yeah. business, but it's it, a business, it depends it? if they have signed this clause. Because, yeah. like I say, it's not it's not all encompassing, but it's not, it is out there. Right. But it's not that widespread. I bet there's some terms in in record labels where it's like hidden in the detail. It's a bit like that winter clause, isn't it, with with artists? I don't know what's that. It's called Santa Claus. Oh, <laughs> I knew there was something coming. Oh, 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 I could oh. smell it. I could smell it. <laughs> you can smell Alois' jokes from about thirty yards away. Rich mahogany. Rich thought, mahogany. That was just me. <laughs> but there's been there's can, also can been imagine if. If Axel Rose had got one of these clauses in his contract, <laughs> it, it, it'd be a, it'd be on streets begging for pennies, wouldn't he? Well, he won't. He, he won't. He won't perform in places that's got this, but begins with a N or something. Yeah. He does come on late though, as well, doesn't he? Well, he's got this spiritual guy that tells him not to do things. So the the lineup for Glastonbury, well, some of the uh, the artists that have been announced, uh, one of them is Guns N' Roses. Yeah, they're lining up. Yeah. I saw them once in Leeds, and the, it, they, it was before they Leeds. Are in somebody that's backed out? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think they were first choice, were they? I have no idea. It was the first It's the first announcement of the lineup, but yeah. I saw them in Leeds, and it was before Slash had rejoined them, yeah. and they weren't very good. No. Um, but maybe they've got better. I don't know. Well, again, again, it goes back to this old subject. We, we come across it time and time again. It's the jukebox tour again, isn't it? Well, now, what did that? What was that comment that, that one of their old managers said about them? Uh, uh, Alan Niven. He says they've been creatively redundant since 1992. Well, that's not fair because they no, did. No, I they think did. it's true. Well, all right. I didn't say it weren't true. I said it was not fair. But they they had an album out called. Um, it was something like I think it's called Chinese Democracy. Correct, it is. And that got some rave reviews. It, well, had, it took five. It was five years, four years late. Sure, but it it took it. it, it but that wasn't Guns N' Roses. Well, it was without Slash. No, none of them were there. What was They'd it? all left. Just Axel, was it? Just Axel. All right. Yeah, it was just Axel. They got. They had during course of recording and touring that album. They had two different guitarists. Um, obviously, both replacing Slash. One were Buckethead. All right, from um, Limp Biscuit. Uh, he used to play guitar for Limp Biscuit. KFC bucket on his head. Yeah, and a white face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. painted face. Uh, crazy player. <laughs> Have you, uh, we'll just divert slightly onto this Buckethead because he's crazy shredder, but is a. Now, how many records, how many albums does the most prolific recording artist you know release in one year? Seems to be one, isn't it? One? Maybe two. Perhaps two. Try for four. How would that sound? No. How would fourteen sound? Fourteen. How would hundred and sixty sound? Wait, but is that just no. on his own? No, no, it's true. What? Yeah, but if he's collaborating no, with other no, people no, and just dipping no, in and out of the studio, yeah, yeah, is it just makes album after album after album? I bet the rubbish. I well, bet, the, yeah, I don't know. It might make three one year. The next year will make fourteen. The year after that will make. I think the biggest one he ever made in one twelve month span was something like hundred and eighty. No, yeah, that's horrendous. That <laughs> to a day. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. You look it up. Bucket head. That's craziness, that isn't it? That's absolute garbage. That. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's just yeah. Bert, where were we? Yeah, he played for Guns N' Roses. There's no effects, by the way, in the, in the mics. It's just... It's me with wind. You've got a bit of wind. <laughs> Wayne, just, just wind. No, no, let's, don't, don't misinterpret that. It was a hiccup. That's it. On your back. On your belly. That's it. Good boy. It's IPA. That's it. You've got it up now. How's that effect? So, but, and, and you got... Sorry, I'm sorry. But the other guitarist, it's just come to me now, it was somebody called Gilby. And he was a guitarist, the other guitarist. Now, Gilby, he runs this motorcycle group in... Hollywood, where all Hollywood celebrities, them that's got motorbikes and choppers, and he's like the, I don't know what they call a head chopper rider. Mr. 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 Rider. They call him whatever they want, I suppose, can't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, people Stir. like Doug Aldridge and, uh, from uh, uh, Whitesnake, they're in this gang, this motorcycle, uh, and they go out on these rides all around, well, wherever they go around, you know. But he's the uh, head honcho. I take it it's from uh, LA then. Yeah. yeah, and he's, he's called Gilbert. Apparently, and he was he were on that tour that we're on about with just um, his bike, just uh, yeah, Axel, because he was just so in charge of everything. Everybody else had left. They don't want to look snake pit things like that. Mm. Yeah, there you go. That's a lot of information in a short space of time, isn't it? It is. You you take a lay down now. I'm yeah. gonna have a little drink of my beer and catch <laughs> my breath. So <laughs> one of the other news bits, newsworthy information this this week was that there's been rumors going around about a super group forming right oh yeah so the rolling stones are bringing out another album some original recordings um which they've not done for x amount of time i can't remember what it was but x amount of time it's definitely x um now the problem is the rolling stones are they're down a drummer right really they're, they're, yeah i don't know if you know this but charlie watts died also oh. diana she's gone but um <laughs> she's not playing drums is she? she's got tambourine she's not spoons uh but they're down a drummer, but they, they, they're apparently recording a track um, using some pre-recorded stuff of Charlie Watts. Um, so every well, album is pre-recorded. No, but like some other on yeah, yeah. bits and pieces. It must be some stuff that had been knocking around for a while, and then yeah. I don't know, recorded in the background. But there's another band that you might have heard of called the Beatles. Oh, oh now right. they have a drummer, but they are down a couple of people. And a, and the uh, Ringo and Paul McCartney have been seen going to the studio with the, the Rolling Stones. Oh so the Rolling God. Stones, the Rolling Beatles, the Rolling Beatles. The, so they're going to be on the same album. That's that's big news. That's quite that, exciting. That, that. Can you imagine? Exciting. It's horrendous. No. Can you imagine yeah. if that comes off? No, I that's, don't. I don't even want to. That's a super no, group. It's, yeah. I think it's, a, it's like you never expect that to happen. But we've done. always known that they were all pals anyway. So why shouldn't it happen? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, they're at that age where, sorry, who, who cares? They've not got anything to prove to anyone. No, not a thing. Not a thing. That's not terrible. even you, Wayne. You, that's terrible. You know what, Wayne? You just got to remember, it's only rock and roll. and they like I it. like it. <laughs> and you just got to let it be. What, why won't you like that? Have you made your mind up now you're not going to like it? Well, I don't like Beatles for a start. What? It's not. It's Beatles and Stones. Well, I, I, I like the Rolling Stones, but I just can't be doing with Beatles. What is it about the Beatles you don't like? Although oh. technically it's not the Beatles, it's Paul and Ringo. Corny. Corny? Yeah. Corny. What's uh, corny about it? They're just terrible. Corny, the Scousers. Hey Jude. Oh. Don't you like Hey Jude? I don't, I don't, there's not, I don't know. I turn all the back catalogue, I might, and I'm not going to say I like, but I can listen to, might be four tracks. Maybe. Well, I am a Stones fan rather than a Beatles fan. Yeah, I and I always have been because I like, yeah, I just can't I like do. that bit of grit in my pearl. And that's what the Stones provide. But I'm not a I do fan. like a handful of songs that the Beatles have done, and anybody that doesn't like Long and Winding Road, the Long and Port now, 
Not now. We're <laughs> <laughs> well pitched, that, Louis. Thank you, thank you. No. <laughs> well, well, it weren't me. It weren't me. It was Paul. It was Paul. I'm, I'm not a fan of So, what tracks, would you, what, what tracks have you got then? On what? what you is... said you got about four or five. Well, I said I can listen to about four or five. Oh, on my playlist. Have you got any? None. No. And I don't, in, I don't really well. want to put any on. You should, mate, it's, it's a shame that. It's, it's, no. it's a shame. You know, no. if, you, if you unclench them butter cheeks and just no. relax slightly. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> For all you know, you might trip and fall on a bollard. <laughs> no. Just, just no. relax your, no. your stance on this. No. And other no. things. <laughs> no. I like to be me. <laughs> well, not wrong with being you, Wayne. <laughs> I heard a story this week, and I must tell you, you probably already know it, but I, I've not heard this story before. <coughs> three little, related to what we've just been three talking about. Three little bears. No, no. There's no porridge involved. And it's related to what we, tenuous link, all right. But Paul McCartney. No, it weren't Paul McCartney. So, do you know James Taylor? Yes. The acoustic singer songwriter. He was always leaving on a jet plane. No. Is it not him? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. It is James Taylor. Did he do that? Yeah, he did do that. Who is it then? That was Peter Paul Mayo, ain't it? Right. Oh, somebody's going to get the Hold on, let's sure the land. Here we go. Here we go. And I got slated for this last time. Oh, I only get mine out. So I'm smart enough to use mine, not to use mine. All right. Oh. Oh. John Denver. John, oh, well, John Denver did yeah. that. Yeah. So we're both wrong. That's comforting. We're both wrong. So we can both yeah. hang our head in shame. Yeah. Yes. After you. So anyway. <laughs> After me, <laughs> I missed it. You did. Don't you encourage him, Wayne? <laughs> so, uh, James Taylor is in New York. He's in his apartment in New York, and he's talking to a friend in Los Angeles. And it's this is the early eighties, and at that time in Los Angeles, they've got the riots on. So he's saying to his friend, uh, "You'll be careful down there. It's quite, you know, think things are going a bit." It's going a bit mental, isn't it? There's all this violence all over. And as everything's got, said, listen, can you hear that? And the shot's being fired. And James Tiller says, you mind, it's dangerous where you are. It's bad enough here. Can you, can you hear these shots being fired? Yeah, great. I'm going to get off and find out what's going on. But he didn't. He just put phone down. And then half an hour later, his friend rung back. And he says, uh, are you all right? He says, yeah, fine. Yeah, why? He says, you know them shots that we just heard that were on your phone? Uh, when you were talking to us before, he said, yeah. It was that fellow shooting John Lennon because he lived in the same apartment block. Oh, wait, so not, all oh, right, not in LA. Oh, right, yeah. Do you know what I found weird about that? I mean, sorry, that is, that is a good story. Yeah. But that Yoko consisted, like, she went on to live there for, like, another 40 years. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, and she's only just moved out. Is she? Yeah, but she's she's weird, moved it? into the, the, the New York ranch, this which is like... like what? what? Alfred Reed used to live. It's up for sale. She's got so she's got another like place in New York, like in the countryside, just not yeah. outside of New York. But yeah. it's like a, as a, we call it, farm. upstate. Upstate. It's like a farm, but it's got yeah. like fields and stuff. Well, and she's farms only... generally do have fields and so, sheep and cow, cows, cows. But she's, she's just moved out. She's going to move out. Can you imagine how much that Bad. worth? A lot of uh, a lot prestige alone. Yeah, I mean. Real estate property in Manhattan is extortionist. But John Lennon's an old place. John Lennon got killed here. Imagine that. Imagine. 
<laughs> that was not intended, but it was it, quite good, wasn't it? it? it, 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 it <laughs> I'm quite proud of that. Modest one. is your strongest quality, I think. It is. It's one of my, my strongest qualities. Oh, quickly, he went to, to polish that. Did you go up and see it when you were in New York? I'm sorry? No, don't be. So did you go up and see it when you was in New York? No, I didn't, no. I did. No. I'm, I'm not one of them people that go and seek out the macabre. Yeah, it happened and I don't... Hold on, hold on. I went to see I did go to, although I did go to Ground Zero. I was going to say, you went yeah. there, didn't you? Best place yeah. you've got to, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I, went, I went up to Bench where they were sat, where he said, come back tomorrow and I'll sign you a book, and then uh, they show you, you can go and see Gas Lamp where he fell onto, and... I don't like that. And all that stuff. I don't like that. Why? I'd go and see gas lamp he fell onto. Well, it's history. Can you see the stain on the floor there? No, that's gone now. <laughs> yeah, but it's that sort of thing. They've still got that white chalk mark right Is, it, is that still it. there? Yeah, that's still there. <laughs> uh, no, I, but no like I went and watched that. and then because murder, just not a thing I'm into. Just like... Whoa, a market, just, should I say. Just uh, slightly down street, there's the... Um, the balcony where Marilyn Monroe stood there, having you know the famous yeah. situation on balcony having yeah. Sig in her apartment. I went and saw that, and I look at that, yeah. and you know, well, well you have to, don't you? It's all. Let's face it, though, it's... you're in Manhattan. Yeah. You, you 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 stand on every corner, and there's, there's some scene from some film. Oh yeah, the everywhere yeah. you look. Yeah, it's a great place. Did yeah. you know? Speaking of New York, that New York has is... two names. Well, technically, New York, New York. So good, they named it twice. How good is it? So good they named it twice. There's a... <laughs> Jesus, there's a delay. It's reverb. new mics. So, um, London is twice the size of New York. Yeah? yeah? No. 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 Well, right. Yeah, I'd buy that, no. actually. No. You're saying it's not? No. I w no, I want to clarify what you're saying. Twice the size of New York. Is London twice the size of Manhattan? Or are you talking New about York. New York? Well, I know that there's New York is a, a, a bigger place, but I think it's Man. Uh, it must be the city, the, the Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. Can people get confused with this? Because when they're saying they're going to New York, they actually end up at Manhattan, and they think it's technically it's New York because that's just, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, but that's just. Although the facts uh, did say New York, so it could be. I think it, Manhattan is classed as New York, though, isn't it? Because it's in New York State. Yeah, but I mean, it's if so you. So it says in New York. Yeah, but if you but say the area you're in. But if you Manhattan. say you're gonna New York, you're gonna Manhattan, but you just call it New York, don't you? you well, that's is it. You see, you do, and that's... but you, you know, if you're still on Brooklyn Bridge, you're in Manhattan. Well, you're besides you'd be well, you're New near... Jersey and Manhattan. Well, you're near Brooklyn, not New, not New New Jersey, <laughs> on on Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, if you you're half, half of you're facing. Is Manhattan and other Ma other in Brooklyn, New, New Jersey? No, it's, no, it's Brooklyn. That's Geography. Why, that's why they call it Brooklyn. That's why they call it Brooklyn Bridge because it takes you to Brooklyn. But other side of bridge into, into New Jersey, Staten no. Island. No. What? No, I'm on no. the wrong bridge then. Yeah, a bridge. Sorry, a bridge too far. I want a Verrazano Bridge. Yes. Yes. The fourth one, third one up. The Verrazano one at top. Yeah. yeah. That's a big. Yeah. It looks like the bridge that goes over the River yeah. Umber, but yeah. not as big. Yeah, the um, yeah, that Brooklyn Bridge goes from bottom of Manhattan with yeah. doxies across to Brooklyn. Then you got the Washington, aren't you? Yeah, which is middle one. Middle one. What's the top one? Not what you just said. The, What's the bottom one? Uh, Brooklyn. Is, is there three, four, three? There's three, isn't there? Ver Verrazano is right at the very top, isn't it? It's Verrazano. Then it goes into um, what is it, Washington? Um, 
Washington, isn't it, then? Yeah. You'll have to wait a minute. We're talking bridges here. It's yeah, we important. are. What about, yeah. have you been on, though, but have you been on the Throg's Neck Bridge? Oh, <laughs> what's your I've been on bridge that takes you across the dam. What's your favourite bridge? Throg's Neck. That's my favourite bridge, Brooklyn. Mine would have to be Jeff. Jeff yeah. Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you smell that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you smell yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. yards away. I saw it coming. Yeah. Verrazano. Oh, stop with the bridges. No, sorry. <laughs> Throg's stop. Neck. No, no. It skips between islands. So across Bay. So New York, yeah. some people like to get away, take a holiday from the neighbourhood. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> a quoting song lines. Look. New York yeah. state of mind. Oh, I know uh, what it is. Uh, no. Ah. You've got to sing it a bit higher than that, though. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. Think <laughs> Paul, come in. <laughs> so so that's Bridges done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that bridge. You see how he shut us down there because he's never been. Oh, no, no, yeah. no go on then. Because he's never been on a decent bridge. Carry on talking about bridges. I'll sit and wait. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bridge podcast. <laughs> Crossing borders. Painting. Um, songs with bridges in. Um, uh, under. Uh, under the bridge. By the Red over. Um, over. Over the bridge. Yeah. Side of. What's the one? Uh, uh, bridge over Trouble, trouble Water. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I that's, thought you were that, River Kwai then, but no. that's that's the bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stop at that. Bridging me softly with. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking John Lennon getting killed, and he was listening to these shots being fired, and it turns out it was John Lennon, and it were, they were mates, they were big mates. Yeah, yeah, they were big pals, and he thanked the Beatles and in particular John Lennon for giving him some sort of break. Apparently, but I can't remember at the top of my head now. I can't really remember what that was. Maybe they were playing snooker. <laughs> No, I don't think it was snooker. I think they did some sort of recording in England, and I think it it got him on the ladder of success. Okay, right. Right. Do you want to? Uh, what was it? What? No, was it? no, we can't. We have to keep going now. We, we've gone too deep. Far too deep. Far too deep. Trivia. We can't. We can. Oh, have you got any 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 more news stories? Any more news? Oh, no, not apart from it snowed. It snowed. Right. No news. news, news, news. Um, oh, right, no, I've not seen any music news this week. I, how how I, did we start on We Axel and, and, and Guns N' Roses? Oh, oh the playing Blastonbridge. Yeah. Do you know anybody well, else that might be headlining. playing? Yeah, the name... Well, I can tell you, I can... Well, the the name three bands to this week. It's not the best lineup. It, Elton John's playing. I mean... I know you've got tickets, haven't you? Yeah, I've got tickets. Um, oh, I can't be asked. Yeah. They've named three bands this week on Planet Rock, and I can't remember who the bloody hell they are. Guns N' Roses, Arctic Monkeys, and Elton John. I did see Arctic Monkeys before at Glastonbury, and I wasn't that impressed. Oh, they, they were playing slightly I out of time, yeah. and I get a bit bored with his... He, he leans into this sort of, like, can't-be-bothered-to-be-there sort yeah. of thing, and I'm not, not interested in that. They are good, but I don't think I'd want to go and, and, and pay to watch them. I did really enjoy getting crowd surfed out of the Arctic Monkeys. So yeah. me and my friend were, were watching it and we were like, this is rubbish. Uh, so we thought the best way to get out, because it's so packed, was to just go over the top. So we went over the barrier and got escorted out by security. And then we were up, we're free. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Would you like to relate your favourite moment at Gladstonebury? Because I, 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 I have a feeling I know what it is. So... The, uh, my favourite moment at Glastonbury is I was walking to the urinals and there was no queue. <laughs> no, it, well, I know where you're going. So I Best was looking up in, in 2013 to see the Rolling Stones. 
and it was the only time in Glastonbury's history that they extended the main field, the main stage, because they knew that people were going to turn up. And and the reason, apart from the fact that it was the Rolling Stones, they got the old some of the old members back. So Mick Taylor, who played with the Rolling Stones from the seventies after Brian Jones died, he popped up looking ever so slightly more plump than he used to. Yeah. Um, he was sporting a, a, a scarf and a red face. Uh, <laughs> it was a tomato with a scarf on. But they played really like some great album tracks. So they played uh, Can You Hear Me Knocking, which has got this long, jazzy, like mid-length. Um, but anyway, so I was with a friend and some other people and, and I, I made it abundantly clear saying, because they were going to go to the toilet. I said, well, if you go to the toilet, you're not going to find your way back because it's going to get packed. Anyway, they went. So it's just me and my friend Nick, and we were there. And then we, we edged our way down to the this, this, this like a half-circle barrier to stop people from getting crushed at the front. So you can go up to this barrier, and then it's like a half-circle runway where there's got, they've got security, and then you're like in the half-circle dome. So you don't get too many people in there. Uh, we were on the outside of this half-circle dome, and I wanted to be on the inside. So I said to Nick, I'm going, are you coming? And he went, no. So I said, I mean, I had some refreshments by then, so I was feeling I'm brave. Sorry, a small sherry, maybe? A, a sweet sherry was oh, potentially... Was called for. Was, was called for. So I leapt the barrier and leapt another barrier, and then I got crowd-surfed right to the front of the stage. Um, and they Mick, could express... Notice beforehand, no crowd surfing. Well, Mick brought me up on stage. And no, 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 he no. passed me his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to the front. Um, however, it wasn't all all joy. Um, so there are you're at wrong stage. Well, no, there are small people in the audience, and it must be. Oh, must Not be that there's all wrong with that. No, no, it must be fine. It's it must be, it's fine, but it must be awkward for them because, especially because I'm six foot three. So if I'm still in front of them, it's a pain in the ass because they're not seeing somebody. And this girl tapped me on the shoulder and she said, can I get on your shoulders? I was like, fine. All right, we, we can have 10 minutes. Now, now, unfortunately, this girl, she was tall. She was, no, she wasn't tall. That's why I was on my shoulder. Um, I, let's say I wasn't strong enough, but I'd had enough to drink. So you're six foot three. She's not six foot three, but she's the weight of somebody six foot three. Nothing wrong with that. So then behind you are not going to see naff all. Well, only for 10 minutes just to shut her up. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was all fine. And I put her down. And then the next day, oh, my back was in bits. In bits. Because I'm dancing at the same time. <laughs> uh, but it was very good. Ron seen the Rolling Stones line. You got surfed at front of the stage at I, the Rolling, I, Rolling Stones concert. I mean, how many people can say that? That's good, that, isn't it? Probably a lot. There's been a, they've toured for a no, few years. No, they can't, really. No, take that as a little feather in your cap. Yeah, I was quite happy with that. Yeah. So that was my, my uh, shining glory at, the, at uh, Glastonbury. But did you do a similar thing at the... Um, oh, tram lines. The tram lines in Sheffield. Well, I'd lost some people that I'd gone to the, the tram lines with. Had uh, you been drinking again? I had been drinking. Um, and I was slightly disappointed with the audience because they were, they were not enthusiastic. So Noel Gallagher was playing with Noel Gallagher's High Can you play birds. them? Well, they were a younger audience, and they seemed a bit sterile. You know, they're, they're a bit cotton wool, and, you know, this is not what a festival should be about. And I was trying to find the people that I had arrived with, and I couldn't find them because I'd gone to the toilet for a wee. I'd gone to the toilet for a wee, and when I came out, it suddenly filled up because everyone wanted to see Noel Gallagher. Oh, they managed to dump you then? 
Thanks, Dad. It's okay. That was, that was my then ex-wife. <laughs> and she did it on purpose. Um, so anyway, I, I crowd surfed and I made it onto an advert. Yes, you did, yeah. And I complained on social media. Yeah, I complained on social media because they use my face without my consent. And if anyone's ever crowd surfed, they'll know that there's no flattering angle of crowd surfing because you're essentially like a worm with chins. Because <laughs> you, you're laid down trying to look at your feet. And look where you're going. It's but they not... used that shot, didn't they? Yeah, look at this idiot. No, they used that shot as a sort of promotional shot. Yeah, imagine this. You've got more chins than a Chinese phone book, and you're in slow motion. <laughs> hey, I got told off last, last time I mentioned that Germans walking in here. Now you mentioned the Chinese. You know, if Austin Powers can use that line, then I can use that line. Well, of course you can. So that was my Glassbury moment. Well, my second, this is me bragging about Glassbury. Because once you've been to Glassbury, you, uh, you can't help but brag about it. It's like a, being a vegan. Um, it's, it's, it's seeing Bruce Springsteen um, in 2009 and I wasn't a Bruce Springsteen fan I, I, I was a fan of him when he was about nine and then I got out of touch with him and I thought oh he's just uh, an out of touch sort of guy but he did an amazing set it's, I always, I've never seen him as being out of touch I well, think not he tries too hard to be in touch he went out of vogue yeah, he went yeah, out of Vogue rather. Yeah. But he, I was blown away by his performance that you could literally see. Now, this is so Glastonbury's on in the height of summer. You could see steam coming off him. Yeah. And yeah. he came up to the audience. He did a three hour set. He got fined for doing a set longer than he was meant to because the, B the BBC are airing it live and, and there's, yeah. there's a cost to pay for that. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, it was an amazing performance, and I, I left there uh, being in awe of him. Also, being in awe of Tom Jones. Tom Jones played that year in the Sunday afternoon spot, and he was amazing. Well, we went to watch him as a joke, but we left as uh, a super fan side, humbled with no pants. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've got a love-hate relationship with Bruce Springsteen. In that I find him, he, he, he does work very hard at... Uh, Feeling everybody has emotions. Do you know what I mean? He well, puts a lot of effort into. Apparently, you can't get him off stage, can you? No, he, he does a good. That's yeah. a show. That's a show. Yeah, and he's insane. quite prepared to do four hours if you want. Yeah, they just. He's but, there. And on and on the other hand, he'll, he'll he'll make some songs that just just ground you. And have you ever heard that album that he did when Twin Towers came down? Oh, uh, isn't it called something? The Waiting or it might be The Waiting. Yeah, you might be right. And there's two tracks on there that I think are absolutely amazing. One's called The Fuse, and I'm trying desperately to remember the other one because the other one's my favourite. But The Fuse is a great, great track. If you get a chance to listen to it, listen to that album. It is very good. And it's all about the Twin Towers and the consequences of mm. the people that were involved with it. You know, not just the people that lost their life, the people that tried to save their lives and people like that. It's a really good album. It does like the man of the people bit and that's his stick that's his angle yeah credit for that but he, yeah. he is uh, they had a, he had a podcast on spotify with um, barack, obama. Bar barack obama but actually no he, he did a podcast with bbc sounds where he compiled a playlist of music he enjoys yeah, and, he did, yeah. and it was very good if you, you if it's still on there you should check it out it's on bbc sounds and um it was i think it's just barack, bruce Springsteen. With barack obama quite interesting it was it was good um there were a lot there were a lot of massaging each other's egos but it, it it tells a good story really yeah that's odd yeah i love you how much and i want that much 
No, no, there was a bit of that going on. But you know, we got we got the probably one of the biggest rock stars in world, and probably the most famous American president. You know, you yeah, they get a lot of that, aren't you? And but the thing know, is, what I was going to both came out of it all right. What I was going to say is though, this BBC Sounds one, and I, th- I think it also the the Renegades podcast on on Spotify with Barack Obama, he he makes some light of the fact that he he's never worked a day in his life, but he's is this blue oh, collar yeah, working does, yeah. guy, yeah. His yeah, son's does. a fireman. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting. Actually, there's a little fact I know about Bruce Springsteen. So the song Philadelphia. Yeah. He recorded this song, just a little demo on, on his own. Very simple. And he, he sent it off to someone and they were like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. And they were like, oh, right. Shall we, shall we record it? Well, like, no, this is fine. So what yeah. you hear is actually the demo, which yeah. was used for the film. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is a particularly good track, but that was just like one of those songs that just came out, and yeah. you happened to record it down. That's that before a demo being the final thing. Do you know another example of that? Oh, on the spot now, um, a demo being the not, final. I'm also talking, sorry, I'm I'm looking at Louis Wayne, but I'm I'm oh, talking no, to you as well. Do you know an example of that? No, I can't think of one. I'm only saying that because I do. I'll oh, go on then. Superstitious Stevie Wonder. Was that a demo? That was a demo. Yeah. That was a demo that they were doing to give to Jeff Beck because they were giving the track to Jeff Beck. Well, Jeff in Beck played the drums Jeff on Beck, that. Jeff Beck playing on that album. He says, in, in, I'll, "I'll give you this track. I'll give you this track." And so he did that track. What you hear is a demo of the track that he did for Jeff Beck. But he liked it that much. He released it himself, and it annoyed Jeff Beck because he liked it. So he did eventually release it, but it was like two months later. But the, because people have always had this thing about this song, and they've and I've read it, and I've thought, oh, I don't get that. And it's always been like some really high class musician said, oh yeah, it's really sloppy, and it's like I, I was surprised when he did it like that because it's really sloppy, and it's blah, blah, blah. and I'm thinking, no, it's it's great, it's loose, it's got a groove. real groove to it. Yeah, but it, it were actually what you hear is a is a, a demo, basically a demo that he did of that track to give to Jeff Beck. But he kept it himself. But that drum pattern that you hear, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, that's actually Jeff Beck playing the drums. Is it Jeff Beck? That's Jeff Beck. That must Jeff, have been overdub then. Jeff Beck played that riff on the drums. So unless he was with them when they recorded it, I was like a, trying to not mash my ideas. Afterwards, this. But that drum pattern's that got a lot a... to do with the song, though. Especially yeah, the intro. Does. I thought he did a lot of that drum pattern on the keyboards. It was a particular keyboard thing he was using, and. Because he's got like he's got about four or five round him, aren't it? At any one time, Steve Wonder. I know. Well, uh, yeah. I think we're getting down to details here, and and it might be a mixture of several stories coming in. But that's basically the story that that was meant for Jeff Beck. Yeah. As a payment for being on his album, it, it was songs in not songs in Keeler. It was, it was, storybook. Right. It was this album storybook, and Jeff Beck played on it, and. As like, you know, thank you very much. Here's a track, but he kept it himself. Did you know that Stevie Wonder had a bit of a drug issue? Yeah, they all did, didn't I they? I mean, they all did. You're... You name me a rock star Ooh. that hasn't. But I'll, I've got a story about Stevie Wonder. There's not many. So there's a story. There's not, there's not many. No, it's the lifestyle, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's used. The, the excuse is usually. I'll, I'll come back to you, Louis, don't worry. <laughs> it's usually the, the excuses. Sex, the drugs, touring, rock and roll. They're off touring, they're making records. They're, the constant pace of being in the in the limelight, they have to get some to keep them get them up in the morning, and it becomes habitual, doesn't it? I think it's, I think it's that balance. Like they get, well, this is my me trying to imagine it. So, 
I think there's a level of vanity with performers, especially when they've been photographed and they're on live shows and they've got to be weight conscious. And I don't think I've they want... I've never been that way. No. I don't think they want to consume lots of alcohol because there's calories in it and they'll end up getting munches. That's why you never see really like Mick Jagger with a pint of beer. But I think what they do instead, they go on the the drug route because there's no calories in drugs and... I think they're trying to balance out also the uppers and downers. So when you come off stage, you're on this height, but you want to stay there yeah, or yeah. you want to pull focus or yeah, you, you, know, need to, you need to get to a point to go on stage. There's not many you... people, though, that don't go for, don't go for beers. Uh, but... No, I think you're wrong. I was just about to say, because you never hear Ozzy Oswald saying, oh, I'm dying for a pint. No, it's a bottle of bottle of brandy. Well, yeah, but it's still alcohol is what maybe, I'm saying. Yeah, it's but maybe still, that's spirits. But, uh, maybe that's yeah. what... Louis I mean, they go for whiskeys, don't they? And I mean, Slash were always on. They don't, ADs, get, they don't get fat because they don't drink beer. They just drink spirits. Mm. They're drinking brandies and vodkas. Maybe that's Whiskey. what we should do. It's getting to the on a vodka diet. I think we're too far for that now. Too late. Yeah, we've gone. We've gone. Too late. Oh. Yeah, we'll stick 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 with beers. Okay. So and we on that one. <laughs> my story about Stevie Wonder. Oh, it's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dragged us back a bit sharp there. <laughs> Give me an eye there, Louis. Yeah. Oh, I, I just got to drag it back from, from where I was ran over. <laughs> uh, so Paul McCartney had an isle, an island. It was it was on holiday on an island, and he invited Stevie Wonder to go over. And, okay. You know, the small island. It's like there's there's other places on this island. It's not just Paul McCartney's island. Yeah. They were holidaying with uh, Linda and what your mum? Linda, my mum, yeah, right. or uh, Linda McCartney, and they were working on a song together. I think it was like. The ebony and ivory thing. Ebony and ivory. Not now, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> so, he, uh, saying, look, what, Stevie, why don't you come over and we'll cook you some food? And yeah, 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 I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there for six. <coughs> All right. So they're cooking food, blah, 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 blah. And six o'clock comes along and Stevie's not there. So Paul rings me like, what, where are you? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll just sorry. I'm like, I'm running a bit late. Anyway, five uh, anyway Stevie never turns up. Hold on. I think someone's made a blind joke. No, he couldn't find his shoes. Well, so Paul gets a bit concerned and he goes over to him. And this is like midnight. This is way past. The food's gone cold. They've eaten it. Stevie's just coked off his face. Yeah. And he's on his own. All coked right. off his face. He he were, yeah, he was uh, up to his eyeballs in talcum powder. <laughs> and he, he had no, he couldn't find his shoes. Yeah, you're right. No, but you don't imagine Steve Wonder doing that. Do you? Exactly, that's why I thought I'd tell you that story. You don't no, imagine Stevie Wonder. No, no, I, 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 well, could you, you, you wouldn't really class him as a rock star, though, would you, Stevie Wonder? Well, I don't think of Stevie Wonder. Who is he? He's a funk you know, yeah, guy. You usually, a... usually associate that type of behavior with, with like rock band oh, no, rock people. No, it's widespread throughout, throughout all aspects of music. Well, it, it is, but you don't associ associate In fact, that you'll... type of person to do that what about what about is one of um, stevie wonder's idols ray charles he was a big oh book. yeah massive. Well, yeah i know it, another it blind hero but you but another blind hero <sighs> maybe maybe that's why he no, was you were blind yeah but you you expect it more of like ozzy and stuff like that on on the rock scenes but but they dated that scene didn't they, they yeah they, i would yeah that, I just that was part of their like image like rock they all but that's what i mean but cliche, so, yeah they? so but so you don't you, you don't you don't expect to hear Stevie Wonder, you know, being on drugs in the same world and all that. They were all the same. It, and it still happens today. So at the Brit Awards recently, um, 
the, you know, like the cameras are panning around with the little selected tables where everyone's nominated and all that sort of stuff. You get musical artists around and they're talking amongst the record label or whatever. They panned around on one table and it was Harry Styles at the back of some table. And the mm-hmm. footage shows him going to a little tub and taking a little bump of coke. And he and then he spies the camera and he looks at it and then he like looks down awkwardly and like like grimaces, but the, everyone's seen it by then. To a little like I mean that's yeah, and he's a pop star. What for kids? <laughs> well, he's a poster boy. When your fourteen year old daughter's been having money as well as like as him up there, some sort of hero. But that's happened before. I know, but just on but, live but, TV. Just but can you imagine Donny Osmond doing that? Not again. No. No. Yeah. Once we're enough, weren't it? Yeah. Crazy horses. Is he still going? Going where? <laughs> going your way. He uh, <laughs> gotta go my way. He must be. He's not uh, dead. Yeah, well, no, but you. Yeah, I've not heard anything. Have you heard anything of Donny's career? No. I don't think he's. I thought he that. Is he still I, going? I thought he died. No, no. He, he had a game show on ITV, I think, once. Really? Yeah. Even his little brother as well. That tiny one. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, oh is it? Is it? Am I thinking of them? Did he die? Oh, Jimmy Osmond. No. I think, did one of them die? Oh, you're thinking of Jimi Hendrix. He's dead, yeah. Oh, he's not, is he? Yeah, yeah. God damn. Although there's rumours about that. Like, oh, Because they're saying that... He's only living with Elvis. Oh. And Bruce Lee. In Skegness. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, what, in one of them painted shacks? They think he was murdered. Why is it there's always not, a conspiracy? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 how they died. Well, no, this is the actual thing that's come to light. So, apparently, they, the, there's a, a strong suspicion that they think it has something to do with the record company. This, because is not, he, I mean, this is not new. I know no. it's not new, but it, like, there's more evidence towards it like, right. to support okay. it. So the story is that Jimi Hendrix took some drugs, drank some wine, and choked his own sick. But the story also is that he was about to leave his record label, yeah. and they were going to have none of it. Yeah. And there probably might have been a clause. You never know. Maybe. Full circle. What, well, Santa? Yeah. What you do? Santa. He also kid my, kidnapped, and this has documented this, he yeah. was also kidnapped. And force fed. Would it? Would it? Two weeks before yeah, he died. Two weeks. Mm. Wasn't it? And and held for about three or four days, released, and probably because he'd said that oh, well, all right, I'll behave myself, by the record company or his manager at that time or whoever it was, um, and then then yeah, he ends up dead yeah, two the, weeks later. And there was no autopsy. The, yeah, they think he were overdosed, don't they? Per, you know, purpose. Well, yeah, the, the, overdose. The line is that he choked in his own sick. Yeah. There ain't any, he drunk about four or five bottles of wine though, didn't he? But there was no alcohol in his blood, was there? Yeah, it's not like that. There wasn't yeah. enough volume or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was in his yeah. stomach, but it wasn't in his blood, yeah. which meant that he He'd was been force fed. It. He was force fed, rather yeah. than drank it himself. He was force fed it. This has been rumbling on for a lot of years, though, hasn't mm, it? Yeah. But this this thing that they think the unfortunate thing, or is it unfortunate that the person that they suspect was involved in all this? He's also dead now. Oh, the, the German? <laughs> oh, sorry, the German. No, no. I don't know whether he was German or not, Louis, but the person that was... in Foreman, wasn't it? Was it, was, it, was it his record label manager or somebody? They said, no, oh, no, wait a minute, go in his manager. Anyway, the person that the suspect was in charge of all this wrongdoing is now dead, so they can't really ask him. And most of the people around that period are all, they're also dead, so they can't ask them. And if there's any that are alive, they're all oh, denying everything. We were more of a mafia thing then, weren't it? <laughs> but the music business was really more of a mafia thing than it. Than, oh yeah, yeah. Than it is now. I mean, Ozzy's wife Sharon, her dad. Oh, he was Don a force Arden. to be reckoned with, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh, was 
he was he didn't call himself Don Ardent for nothing. That wasn't his name then. No, no, it was, it's Harry Harry something or other. He was a he was one of the original black and white minstrels. What? Yeah, yeah. There used to be a show on, on English TV, and they used to black the faces out to become black and white minstrels, and he was one of them. It's always a classy look, isn't it? Yeah, it was a classy look. It was song and dance man. But they have white gloves on and all, didn't they? Yeah, like that, they the face out and the old white glove bit. But he was a strong arm man as well. And what he didn't get, what he didn't get out of his clients or his or, or potential customers, he he, th he threatened them basically. Threatened them. There's all there's a famous story of uh, it, it got he got altered over years, but apparently the real story is because. Not because he told me, because I've uh, I, I didn't never met him. But <laughs> what it was were the small faces were approached by this other uh, management company. Oh, we'll deal with you better. We can handle you better than Don Arden can. We'll get you this. We'll give you that. We'll make you this, that, and the other. We'll make you more famous. Blah de blah de blah. So Steve Meyer rings up Don Arden the following day and says, uh, "Here, Don." We had so and so on the telephone, and well, he came round to see us, and he wanted to wants to represent us, promised us this, promised us that. Oh, he did, did he? Oh. Right, right. So Don gets the, a car full of his associates. I'll come back to one of his associates in a minute. Gets a, guy, a, a group of his associates and goes around to this office. Now the original story that go went round was that. Uh, Don Ardent went into office, grabbed this bloke, and told him what he shouldn't do again. Approach any of his any of his uh, musicians, and and to, to emphasise the point, the story goes that he hung him from the balcony of his office by his ankle. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, mm. apparently he, he didn't, because Don told the, the writer of his book that he says I didn't do that. I just showed him the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and he never did it again. No, that'll do it, won't it? Yeah. But but his one of his associates was, and his name is because we're doing this without any notes. <laughs> his name, he was his driver, and his sort of bodyguard really, and it was the Led Zeppelin manager. He became oh, the Led Zeppelin right. manager. Yeah, he was a bit of a, a, a bull, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, what, what, what the hell do they call him? Don't know. Big lad, then. Come on, man. I know. I've heard this. I want to say Peter Green, but it's not Peter Green. No. Uh, no, Peter Green was definitely not Led Zeppelin's manager. It wasn't, no. No. Oh, no, no. Peter Grant. Oh, no, no, no. Peter Grant. Peter Grant. Grant. Peter yes. Grant. Grant. And he was his driver, and he used to go around looking after uh, Don Arden. And... and he was there at the time. But Peter Grant learnt everything he knew from Don Arden, went on to manage Led Zeppelin, and they didn't get what they got because there was like, he didn't take no shit. No, no, it is, there's some documentary footage of when they were playing Madison Square Garden in the 70s, and there's a, there's a scene where he's, he's having a, a to-do, and that's a polite way of saying it, with some merchandise sellers. And apparently, I don't think they were charging enough, or like he yeah. wants a cut of this and blah blah blah. And he's like, he looks an unhealthy man, as in like he's a large well, man. He was a big fella. Yeah, he's not a pretty fella, but he, he you know, he, for me, I don't, I won't want it. I won't want an interaction with him just because he might try and hug me. 
and I don't know if I get clean afterwards. Yeah, smother you. He's just like a bit like, oh. But no. he was a wrestler. Yeah, he was a. He was strong arm man. He was a bouncer. Yeah. He did all that sort of stuff. So he knew his way around a, a, a fisticle. And he was loud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and cockney. Uh, cockney. 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 Yeah. That, that's a new way. Yeah, he had some. Yeah. They were cockney. making cockney. On that tour, on, on, on several tours of America, what they used to do is he had some bags made and he'd insist on getting paid in cash. Mm. So he had these bags made and when the bike, and they were quite large bags, <clears throat> and when they got paid for the concert and the merchandise and everything else that went along with it, these bags would get filled up and then it would get put onto the aircraft because by that stage they got their own aircraft. Mm -hmm. So there was a series of concerts all over the place, and he tore around. These bags kept getting thrown into the into the uh, hull of the of the aircraft. Then when they get back to England, anything to declare? Oh no, no, no. The bags full of money underneath. Yeah, they all made a lot of money. Those yeah. were the days. Those were the days. Wasn't it Don Alden that used to duct tape him to Mike? That was Billy Fury. Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? It was a case of that, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. If you don't perform. <laughs> yeah, as long as you started the concert, you got paid for it. So, it, you know, whoever were off the face or drunk or whatever it may be, he used to get on them, drag them onto the stage, duct tape them to Mike, and then as soon as they sang three words and fell over, he said, right, well, we start a gig, I still need paying for it. <laughs> Would it Billy Fury? I can't remember. No, that worked him, I it? can't remember who it was now, but he it was that it was American artist, weren't he? And he got a gammy leg. He duct taped him to Mike, didn't he? And a drink problem. Yeah, he set off playing, fell off, and he says, "Well, he started a gig, so you've got to pay me." I need my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that with Harry Styles? No. Let's type Harry Styles to microphone. Before he falls over. No, well, let's let's make him fall over. Well, we'll see what next week brings. Well, next week that we might be might, one of the news stories might be that Harry Styles would duct tape to a microphone and sit Steve. Yeah. Do you like Harry Styles? No. Why? No. It's not my cup of tea at all. It's not your era, though, is it? No. No, it's not your era. That first single he had, I liked it. I liked it. We're all okay. Yeah, we're all right, but I'm not a. It sounded like it was written by Guy Chambers, who who used to write with Robbie Williams. So it sounded very much of the ilk of Angels by Robbie Williams. It probably it was. does. It was that very slow thing, and uh, it was fine. But it was it was for me. It was, he likes it. Well, is that him out of that direction thing in it? Yeah, that one dimension. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, I think that went quite well. No, I mean, it didn't. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, listeners out in Listenerland. We we just sort of like got talking. Just rambled. Well, I did anyway. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please join us on the next adventure through uh, Musicland. There's another catchphrase for you. Musicland. Yeah. Flappy holes. I'm full of it. Aren't the people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong podcast, boy. That's on a Wednesday night. So uh, good night, everybody. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>